welcome to the Nutrition Burnout Podcast, your home for food and body obsession. I'm your host, Christy Brown, founder and creator of Intuitively Strong. Hello, friends, and welcome to another phenomenal episode of Nutrition Burnout. So I want to thank you, first of all, this podcast has been climbing the charts and it is because of you. So thank you. Thank you for liking, sharing, and just talking about the episodes and the podcast itself, because the more that you talk about it and share it and uh, send five-star reviews, the more people get to hear it. So I cannot thank you enough and just want to give you all the biggest virtual hugs and just say my sincerest thank yous for all that you do and for being here. Today, this episode is brought to you by a follower who had messaged me about just having extremely bad body image. And also, I just got off a client call with a new client of mine. She just signed on with me for our 12-week Courageous Nourisher course to heal her relationship with food and trust herself around any food, be able to keep any food in the house without binging on it. And she's on welcome week. She's not even on week one yet. And she said, Christy, she had a couple questions and she goes, okay, all right, I'm getting everything. She's doing a phenomenal job. She goes, my last question is, I need help with body image. And this can be difficult, really difficult. And I don't just mean hard, I mean like, crap your pants hard. This stuff right here, it is biologically built within us as human beings, as women to fit inside this small box of shrinking yourself and you're not doing enough for yourself. If you're not getting smaller or being smaller, and um, if you're not a certain size or trying to reach your smallest size, then you're doing it wrong. And it's just, blows my mind. I've said it before, but how us as women, we are so incredibly smart and we are just at the top of our game right now and we're only getting stronger. But something as simple as body image or being a size up just kills us. I mean, it just takes us down a peg and if not five pegs and we just become the slumped over version of ourselves who we don't even recognize anymore. So in this podcast, I actually want to talk about one of my experiences that I had with really bad body image, because one of the things I told my client was, you know, bad body image, it's something that will truly and honestly never go away. Like, I I hate to burst your bubble or be the bearer of bad news here, but to be completely honest, bad body image days as, as much as you are the most positive body image person in the world and you can love yourself all you want, you're still going to have days where you look in the mirror and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what happened to me? What happened to my body? What did I do to myself? How did I let myself get here? And you're going to have those days. But, and this is what I tell my clients, this is what I teach my clients, is that even though it will always be there, what that is in our brains, that voice that tells us we need to go on a diet, we need to lose weight, we're not good enough, um, we're not pretty enough, we are not healthy enough, we are not enough. That voice is what I call our mean girl. And she is made up purely of fears, insecurities, and a very strong biological uh, force within us to keep us safe. Because as I was telling my client, I'm like, you know, the reason why we have these thoughts is because 
our brains are so primal, right? Back in the day, it was, okay, we, you know, there could be a tiger hiding in the bush, or we've got to make sure that we go through this jungle or forest, and we've got to survive and try and find food because we had to survive, and our bodies are built to survive. They are built to keep us safe. So naturally, in the world that we live in now, we clearly don't have to hunt for our food or run away from tigers, but but our new scary thing hiding in the bushes is is not being accepted and it's not being enough. And at the heart of our absolute blunder of trying to be smaller and thinking health is in a smaller size, in the absolute heart of it, at the core of everything, it is our need to be loved and our need to belong, not just to be within a group, but to belong somewhere, to be an asset, to be valuable, to be somebody that people adore and admire. I mean, it's biologically built within us to be desirable and to produce. And this is why it feels so bad, so wrong when we go against it. But as society is changing, as we are evolving as people, as a culture, we're starting to realize that we can do so much more. So as I've said before, one of the best things I ever heard was our parents lived through it. We can break it so our kids can live free from it. And again, this doesn't mean that, oh, you should stop working out or taking care of yourself. No, 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 nothing like that. This is where people get all up in arms. You're promoting obesity, Christy. Okay. Well, that's kind of like saying, my brother who is gay is promoting homosexuality to heterosexual couples and it's going to change everyone because he's with his boyfriend. No, their homosexuality doesn't affect my heterosexuality. We're all different and happy in our own ways and that's okay. Just like someone's choices to go on a diet or to not go on a diet shouldn't change yours. We are all our own people and we make our own choices. This is where we really have to take a step back and ask ourselves, okay, what do I really want out of life? Is this how I want my life to be chasing that number on the scale until the day that I die? Okay. So let me start by telling you my story of what happened at my big body image freakout moment where I was about to lose my shit. Okay. So this happened about four years ago. We were walking into this gorgeous new home, the home that we live in now. And we'd been thinking about moving into a new place. And this place was freaking unbelievable, like just gorgeous, magical. And at this point, I was over a year into my food freedom journey. And I thought I, I had it all. I thought I knew it all. I was like, bam, I am good. This is awesome. I am in such a good place with my body and food. And then this is when the most like horrific freak out moment I could remember happened. Because remember, this bad body image doesn't truly go away. It will always be with you, but you can make the monster smaller. So as we were walking outside, I was looking at the pool. I never grew up with a pool, right? But my heart was freaking lit up because this magical backyard was unbelievable. Like, all I could see, and just imagine us throwing parties and, you know, strung up outdoor lights, pool festivities, uh, all of our family and friends over playing in our new oasis. But then, honestly, I started thinking, oh my gosh, holy shit, like I need to lose weight before I walk around this pool in front of people, especially my friends and my family. And then I'll never forget this, but my jeans like suddenly felt tighter that I was wearing. I was holding our like one-year-old baby boy at this point in time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was getting warm. I was starting to sweat. And 
all of a sudden my clothes just felt like they were restricting me. Like they were getting tighter and tighter because I was just focusing on my stomach overhanging, um, you know, this boa constrictor jeans just taking over my legs and I wasn't able to breathe. And then I was just instantly repulsed by my own body thinking, okay, I had like instant panic. It it just overtook me. Like my mind was racing. I'm like, okay, I got to go back to macro counting. Like, all right, I can no longer do intuitive eating. I have to lose weight. Like I can't be the mom that has this gorgeous backyard and I'm like disgusting. No way. And I'm like, all right, got to do more cardio sessions. Got to start lifting heavier, blah, blah, blah. And these raging emotions just remember they made me feel so inadequate just unworthy of owning this house and completely unattractive. Like, wow, it's kind of like when somebody sees you with a guy and they're like, oh, you two don't fit together. Like, she doesn't deserve you or you're too pretty for him or her or whatever it is, you know? So honestly, this this mood, being a year into my food freedom journey, it, it surprised me because I was like, I didn't, I thought this was gone. Like, I thought this was done. And I hadn't had something like this since uh, my bodybuilding days. And this inner critic came up in my head and said, all right, Christy, this is what you teach. Like, seriously, you know how to do this. How can you still, you know, have these moments of body disgust? You've put so much work into this. And I've had uneasy body image days before, but to go back to this type of disgust, it was like going back to the fifth grade, total Billy Madison style. Like I didn't belong there yet. I was blemished and bruised with this shame and this guilt and this hate that I've always wrestled with before. It came back in full force and seemed like stronger. So my mind went straight for the self-destructive thoughts of who I used to be, right? I This need for being lean, cellulite-free and having less bounce, right? I would walk and just feel my back fat just moving and I'm like disgusted with myself. And then this feeling took over me and I felt like I was drowning, like anxiety literally hit so hard. And this is where my mean girl just took over the wheel, right? Like I said before, fears and insecurities were taking over, steering my ship right back to where I had worked so freaking hard to get out of. Like, Christy, what did you do to your body? Where did you go? You said you would only gain a few pounds and now look at you. What have you done? I mean, my mean girl was not only shouting at me, but just disgracing me and shaming me as we're walking through the backyard. And I'm like literally in tears trying to hide it behind my sunglasses. And it's like, suddenly I felt like I was this imposter and my crown just slipped and fell to the floor. So the car ride home was completely silent. And all I could think about was that if we did get that house, then I would be the mom who lived there with a great backyard and a pool a movie star should be living in it. And it wouldn't be a movie star. It would be me. Like just having to wear so many clothes while I was out because I was just so ashamed of my body and what had happened to it. So my mind was speeding through all the past diets I've been on. And I was taking inventory of what I could afford to do without going back to the diet hell I've worked so hard to free myself from. But then I remembered something. I left that hell for a reason. I suddenly started to see clearly after this initial thought. I asked myself, okay, Christy, you're free to do whatever the hell you want with your body, but 
what would change if you got that lean body again? And I'm thinking to myself, all right, I'd have to go back to that rigid lifestyle around food because that body is not sustainable for me. Personally, my body is not meant to be lean and it's not meant to stay that way. It just genetically isn't. I have to fight tooth and nail to get there. And I would have to stop seeing my amazing clients because I would not be practicing what I'm preaching. And I would have no more pizza and ice cream parties with my boys and date nights out. And I wouldn't be able to drink anymore and enjoy those awesome drinks out on the pool that I just kind of imagined with the perfect body out there. So I'm asking myself, all right, Christy, are you really ready to give all of that up again? And then I thought, all right, Christy, honestly, ask yourself this. Would your friends not want to come over anymore because you're in a bigger body? Would your family not love you anymore because, oh my gosh, you have this pool and you look like that? Nope, sorry, I'm out. Would I lose money? Would my kids not want to call me mom anymore? Would my husband leave me? And then I'm thinking to myself, no. So then I asked myself, all right, what would really happen if the body that I'm in right now was flaunted instead of hated? And then at that point, I remember realizing that I had shifted gears from speeding through hatred and disgust, and suddenly I'm slowing down, leveling out, and coming into reality instead of making up all these stories in my head of fear and insecurity. So now that I've slowed it down is when I can finally get it to a level of curiosity and investigation. So I realized when I slowed down, I can start to see the big picture instead of cruising by so fast that all I see are blurs. And I can't be in investigation mode without first switching gears out of the self-destructive hate and into curiosity. Because in moments like these, when we have these rose-colored goggles over our eyes, these goggles of hate and shame for our bodies. It's almost like they're forced over our bodies from our mean girl. It's like, she's like, no, see it from my end. When that happens, we've got to start allowing compassion to step in and take charge. Even if we feel like compassion means, but it means I'm not trying hard enough. No, this is what we're breaking. This is the cycle that we are breaking. Because at this point, we first have to recognize that these goggles are even on our faces, that they can come off. And here is solid proof that they can come off. The next time you look into a mirror, I want you to find, look, find all the flaws that you used to see in yourself. This should be pretty easy because we've all been taught to do it our whole lives, that this is motivation for us to lose that weight and to do better next time, right? Start again on Monday. But then immediately after that, take off the goggles and do this physically, right? Like actually pretend like you're taking off goggles. And the reason why you do this, because this is a physical movement that's going to break a hardwired habit loop that you have playing on over and over on repeat in your head. And then once you take those goggles off physically and mentally, find the things that you find pretty amazing about your body. Like what makes you feel safe about your body? right? What does your body do for you? Are you muscular in certain areas? 
I have a friend that has the most amazing calves in the entire world. And I always tell her, I'm like, oh, I love your calves. And she just laughs. But coming from a bodybuilding perspective, I find them extremely just admiring. I mean, that's something that a lot of people work for are calves and hard to build areas. And for some people, it's really tough to get there. And she has amazing calves. And every time she walks, I'm like, oh, I mean, think about it. Do you have curves that you're proud of? Even if maybe they're not the perfect proportionate size of the Barbie doll that you've been chasing after, are you proud of, you know what, actually, I like my waistline a little bit more than I give myself credit for. Or, you know what, my shoulders and my arms, that's actually a pretty strong part of my body. And you know what, one thing that I tell myself all the time is that even though I live in a bigger body now, I am still so fast at tennis. Like that's kind of what I'm known for is just by getting to balls that most people won't try for or won't get to. And I don't, I'm not fast by any means. I'm not a runner or anything like that, but it's just something that, wow, like these legs have been through a lot. They've been through a hip replacement. I've had multiple surgeries. I've had two kids, two C-sections, like Your body has been through every single thing that you've been through and that you've put it through. So again, if you're having trouble with this, sometimes just falling back to the uh, classic neutral position works. Instead of, I hate my body, I have a body. I'm proud of that. I'm proud to have a body. What am I good at? How does my body allow me to do those things that fulfill my life? Uh, to pick up my kids, things like that. But also, again, playing tennis, going out golfing. I know so many people that can't because of physical limitations or things that they are like, can I wish I could go back and do that? Or, you know, they said they'd get to it later in life and never did. And if you're having trouble with that, think of it this way. If I ask you, do you like yourself? The first thing you probably think about is if you like the way your body looks or if you're complying with a plan of any sort, but I didn't ask you if you liked your body. I asked you if you liked yourself because your body image stems from your need for approval of yourself. If you don't approve of yourself, then of course you wouldn't like or approve of your body. So think of this as trying to love someone you hate in life. It's harder to love the people you hate, loathe or are disgusted by, especially if it's what you see in yourself. Think of someone you love and think of someone you hate. Which one do you treat better? So in that sense, think of this and how you treat your body. So going back to that moment that I shifted in the car, I remembered that restrictive fix-it mode life that I was living in around my body. And I'm thinking, do I really want to go back to that? Like I could. At this point in time, I can go back to that anytime. Any of you could lose 100 pounds, 50 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever it is right now in the next year, in the next three months, whatever it is, you could do it right now, but you wouldn't like it to get there. It would be hell and you wouldn't be able to enjoy your life. So there's a balance of treating yourself well, giving yourself that self-care, but also living life and having fun going out on date nights and having a couple of beers with friends and having pizza for dinner one night because you just didn't want to cook anything, right? That's okay. It doesn't make you unhealthy. It doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you human. When I think back to those days where I was just so lean, it's like, man, I, w- I hated myself. 
I was never happy with myself. I was so unhappy with how I looked because I wanted to be so big and strong and have like zero body fat on me. It was just stupid. And I counted every single lick and morsel I put in my mouth. And I didn't want to go back to that being afraid to going out to eat and wondering what excuse I would come up with as to why I wasn't eating at the party. I didn't want to go back to that elusive life of always trying to please everyone but myself, that life of fear and insecurity of losing that lean body and losing everyone's respect. And before any diet or any form of structured nutrition, I have to uncover the power and love within myself first. I remember looking out the window and reminding myself that I am human. And as humans, we are all imperfect. And I go back to thinking of something that I read a while back that said, people care a lot less about you than you think they do. And I'm thinking to myself, guaranteed if we had a pool party, right? At this magical home, this beautiful backyard. And all of my friends were there. Even all of my girlfriends, whatever it is. We would all be sitting there with our kids and everybody's kind of in the same boat, right? Around the same age, around the same body types. We're all pretty average body types and have young kids running around. Everyone is thinking about themselves. Everyone is worried, oh my gosh, if I sit down, I better cover up my stomach because I don't want my fat rolls to show or man, I don't want to take my cover up off. Everybody's thinking the same thing you're thinking. Oh my gosh, she looked at me. She thinks I'm too fat. I shouldn't be wearing this two piece. Oh my gosh, we're all thinking the same thing. Because no matter what social media says, even our favorite Fitzbos have body image issues. Even our friend who we think has the perfect body has hard days about how she looks as well. No one, no one is free from this inner critic. But if she's there, We have the choice to let her take over us with her goggles, or we can tame the beast before she gets too big. Listen to me. Just because you tell yourself that you are worthy and you are capable right now as you are, doesn't mean that you don't want more for your body. Doesn't mean that you don't want to get stronger or faster because you are doing it for you. You are no longer susceptible to the opinion of others about your damn body. My friends, we have to stop allowing ourselves to be reduced down to a bathing suit bottom size for your measurement of worthiness. You are a person who lives in the spirit of learning herself. And even if you're not at your leanest or your smallest, your body shape is the least important thing about you. You have so much to offer other people than the size or the shape or the weight of your body. And if people want to make fun of you for gaining weight or talking about how you shouldn't be wearing two pieces anymore, then that's not the type of person you want in your life. And if it's family saying this, people who have to be in your life, then it's okay if they don't understand you. It's okay if you feel misunderstood by them because they're not going through this journey. You are. You're the one breaking it. You are the suffragette. You are the one that is trying to change the world by breaking these social standards of bullshit that we've been following our entire lives. Listen, you can still be healthy. You can still run and walk and work out and strength train and play golf and play tennis and do bar and do all the things that you love in life. Take care of yourself and take care of your body. That's how you're going to get healthy. 
is by saying, I deserve to go for a walk today. Not because I have to punish myself for eating what I ate the day before, but because I need to take care of my body and move it today. Listen, we have to start standing guard at the door of our minds. We have to start setting up boundaries because we are no longer going to accept that negativity of reducing our worthiness down to the shape of our bodies. You don't know how many women, including myself, that have feared going back to the gym because they want to lose weight first before they go back. They don't want their friends or people they knew to see them in a bigger size. So they physically let that stop them from going to the gym, the place that's going to make them feel better and get physically healthier and be stronger because they don't want people seeing their bodies in a bigger body. They don't want people seeing that they've gained weight, that they've lost it, that they've let themselves go. And I was one of them. I remember thinking that and being so scared to step into that gym. And that is where we fall. That is where we let the validation of others take over and we lose ourselves. We don't break the chain by doing that. We only strengthen that cycle. So my friend, break the chain with me. Be the one that is the permission slip. Be the permission slip that goes out there and lifts those heavy ass weights in the body that you're in right now. Be the one that takes off her cover up and walks out with pride. Be the one that's healthy in your own personal and unique way. Because feeling misunderstood by others is the great price that we pay in order to find the acceptance and love within ourselves. Brene Brown calls this state of mind the wilderness, where you're being your authentic self. And I am truly being myself when I am walking out into the wilderness and leaving the status quo behind. It's out here in the wilderness where I find my true tribe of people and I'll be able to find myself and finally accept myself. It's out here in the lonely wilderness where I'm going to find out who I really am and allow myself the deep care I've been searching for my entire life. The wilderness, as Brene Brown says, demands that kind of respect out of yourself or else you'll get eaten alive by the monsters that lie in the murky waters of insecurity and you'll run right back to the status quo. Out here, it's hard The easy thing is to go back to dieting. The easy thing is to fall into the arms of fear and insecurity and let your mean girl swallow you whole until your last thought before you die is how you lost five pounds because you stopped going out to get ice cream with your grandkids. Nah, the hard part is being out here in the wilderness, away from the status quo. Because out here, you're taking a leap of faith that you are enough. And when you finally step out into the unknown and get uncomfortable is where you find your growth. My friends, at this point, remind yourself who you really are. If we had to walk around like Jack Skellington from A Nightmare Before Christmas, all bones and no flesh, who in the hell would you be? Who would you be if this connotation of your body image equaling your worthiness were no longer an issue? Because you have that power within you right now. You just have to unleash it. So why don't we? What is stopping us? What is so scary out there that we want to revert back to dieting every single time? We're scared. We're so scared of what other people are going to think of us, which is why we don't do it, which is why we don't go into the gym, which is why we don't start the intuitive eating journey, because we're scared. 
We're scared of the unknown. At least if we go back to dieting, we know, even if we fail, we know what it feels like to fail there. But here, if we fail, we don't know what to expect. Because the main thing holding us back right now is our mean girl. It's our fear and our insecurities. But what if, what if, what if? Doesn't matter. Just go. Your mean girl is just bringing out an outdated form of protection to your attention. It's like she's running old software programs and a brand new computer. So we have to update her. We have to train her. But this process takes a very long time to master, but it will happen because she is your roommate in your head and you can't get rid of her. Instead, you can train her and you can set boundaries with her. You can even try and understand her. Because our fears and our insecurities, they're like somebody at the door who's trying to get in. And if they have something very big to tell you that, oh my gosh, fear, it's coming. There's people coming. Put your clothes back on. Put your cover up back on. Don't let them see you knocking on the door. Let me in. Let me in. You have to know people are coming. They're going to see you bending over and your fat rolls are going to show. Don't do it. Don't do it. Right? We have to start telling her, hey, listen, like they can see it. That's fine. Because our fears and our insecurities, the one thing they hate, their kryptonite is to be out in the open. It's to be out in the spotlight. Our fears and our insecurities, they love to live in the dark. They live in the shadows. They live in secret and they thrive there. They grow there. So the more that we can become the permission slip and step into our fears and walk out in our bodies that are right here that we have today, and say, you know what? I'm going cover up free and just bam, drop that cover up and walk proudly over to our seat to sit up, to bend over, to sit on the side of the pool without something covering our stomachs, right? Above all, we can do that. We can be that person that says, I'm not going to do this anymore. And this is how the mean girl gets trained. We have to understand that sometimes She needs tough love. Other times, just like us, she needs a damn hug. Other times, she needs a good cry. Other times, she needs to scream and shout and kick. Let her go through all the emotions. Allow her to. That's the way that you get these emotions out of you is to go through them. Emotions are meant to go through you. They're not meant to stay within you. But the whole point of life, the whole point of happiness is to go through all of the emotions without it changing your morals and values. Because the second that you run back to, nope, nope, not good enough. I don't feel comfortable. People are going to look at me weird. They think I'm fat. Um, I've got to cover up even though it's a perfect time to get tan and to lay out in the sun and to play with my kids. I'm going to go inside and I'm going to wear my cover up and your kids are begging you to swim with them and you just won't because you're too embarrassed about your body. That's when she's taken over when she starts taking over your life, when you start missing out on moments, on those precious moments, when you stop seeing friends or get excited because something gets canceled because you're afraid to eat the food that they have there, that's when we know that the mean girl is taking over. One of the biggest things that I like to say is, I deserve it, I give it. So this helped me because in moments like this, when I am just spiraling into the mean girl's arms, I like to think I deserve it, I give it. So I deserve love. Therefore, I need to give love. I need to give love to my body, to my mean girl, right? And I have to remember that I am not my mean girl because she is fear 
And I am not fear. I am just experiencing that fear. So I label it and I say, you know what? She's feeling protective of me. She wants me to stay safe. And I don't identify with her, but I acknowledge her presence. And I say, you know what? I understand. I understand that you're feeling scared that you want to protect me from not belonging or being an outcast or people making fun of me or saying things about me, but I'm okay. Really? We can handle this. And sometimes that's all it takes. And other times it takes a lot longer and a lot more. So your first step is to start challenging that fear and that insecurity to say, but why? Why? Why do I have to cover up? Why do I have to put a sweater on over my tank top when it's 80 freaking degrees outside? No, I don't need to do that. Why do I have to scroll past the shorts that I'm looking on Amazon? I deserve to wear shorts. I can wear shorts. That's okay. I mean, this is going to take practice. It's nothing that's going to happen overnight. And it's nothing that's going to cure you by the end of this podcast episode. This shit takes time and it takes tears and it takes a freaking journey and it takes uncomfortableness and it takes you getting out of your comfort zone and away from safety. But that's where you grow. You do it because you walk through it and realize that you survived it because you're going to have so many more incidences like this one, so many more bad body image days. And I wish I could tell you opposite. I wish I could tell you that after this podcast episode, you're going to be magically fixed and it's perfect and everything is wonderful. But that's just not true. I mean, with each instance, with each experience that you go through and every time you challenge the mean girl or you talk to her or you acknowledge her, but say, hey, I'm good. Don't worry, we're safe. Every time you do that, you recenter and you realign yourself and your values and your, your morals. And this experience, by talking yourself through this, it gets shorter and shorter and it gets easier and easier until this empowering self-talk becomes just a normal part of your everyday life. And that's how it happens. It becomes a habit because you've trained yourself to do it, to challenge those thoughts. And it will happen. Believe me, it will happen, but it won't happen as quick as you want it to. So be patient and keep practicing. Believe me, you are going to have so many chances and times and experiences to practice because yeah, my mean girl, she's still here. She always will be. But instead of believing her and allowing her to control my actions, I can honestly say that she comes to visit less and less because of all this practice. And she's getting smaller and smaller as I decorate myself with compassion, with worthiness, with self-care. And if I'm being completely honest, she's wanting to become more like me so she can stand in the light of my heart rather than the corner of my mind that's dark and dusty and lonely and hateful. So watch out that you're not making up stories in your head about what others are saying about you. One more quick story and I promise we'll get going. But I once saw a friend, we were at this party and she looked me up and down. I saw her come from like across the room. She looked me up and down and whispered to her friend and then looked back at me. They both did. I instantly thought I was like, man, I was in the middle of, of this journey and I'm like, shit, I've gained some weight. I was like, I knew it. I look ridiculous. I'm too fat in this dress. I shouldn't have worn this. And they're talking about me. And it's like, all of my fears came true. And I was so angry and I was so resentful towards them. And my entire day was like ruined until they came up to me and asked me where I got the dress. They were like, oh my gosh, we were just admiring it 
from afar and we had to ask you, like, we both want that dress. Where did you get it? And then I felt like a complete freaking idiot. Like all of that negative and self-destructive energy was wasted on a made up scenario in my head. I made this all up. So when those thoughts of others not approving of me start taking up my mental real estate, I have to remind myself that it's just a story. It's neither real nor absolute. It's just a story. So I explain and we go into this deeper in my aligned eating course, my courageous nourisher course. And I want to invite you to schedule a call with me. Go down at the bottom of this episode to the show notes and schedule your aligned eating blueprint call with me now, because we're going to sit down on this strategy call, just you and me closed door session. And I'm going to help you map out your 90 day roadmap to release this mental programming that's holding you back from a healthy relationship with food. We're going to get you unstuck. We're going to guide you to the ultimate clarity of your health so you actually know what you want because I guarantee you, you don't really know what you want out of your health. And this is going to uncover it. So after this call, you'll have a clear path laid out for you so you can take this roadmap and you can start running with it on your own. Or we can always discuss working together using this proven system that I have paired with me by your side every step of the way. So it's a win-win. All right, my friends, this episode was here to hardwire your body image, your better body image into your brain. And I want to piggyback off of this next week. And I want to add in the toolbox, give you the tools that I give my clients to help you along the way. So this will be part one and next week will be part two. So, so make sure you subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss out on the release of the body image toolbox that I am going to share with you next week. All right, my friends, that's all I have for you today. And until next time, intuitively strong out.